You're smart, you're motivated. You wanna do something big. You're on the verge of being a young boss, and we're gonna help you get there. I'm your host, Isabel Garino, and welcome to the Young Boss Podcast, where youth is your power. I'm really excited to get into today's episode because we are going to be talking all about femininity and how being a woman in business can be your superpower. I want to talk about how we can capitalize on being underestimated. You know, there's a lot of different women who are in business nowadays, and it wasn't always like that. And a lot of times it's difficult to navigate the business world as a woman, especially if you're not in a female dominated industry. You know, I'll never forget the time that I met one of my best girlfriends in business, Christina Krause. She's a rock star. And so many rooms that her and I find ourselves in, we are literally two women of all men around us. My industry is definitely male dominated, not assisted living, but the real estate seminar and the real estate info space. It's pretty much all men and men twice my age. And Christina, she finds herself in those same rooms too. And she really, really taught me so much about being the only woman in the room and how to be viewed as a rock star, how to get these men's respect, right? And not treat us like we're anyone different and that we don't deserve to be there. There is a lot of power in being a woman in business. You know, I remember the first room I walked into where I looked around and was like, okay, I'm one of one. Now, I'm not saying that I deserve anything more or anything different because I'm the only woman in the room, but I am saying that there's a lot of things that you can do to set yourself apart, to get what you want and need out of it, right? Positioning yourself correctly for success, being the only woman in the room, that's important. You don't want to come in that room and not be able to hold a conversation. You don't want to come in there and feel overwhelmed and feel like, Who am I going to talk to? What am I going to do? You are a human. They are humans. And that's what you need to remember at the end of the day. Being the only girl in the room can be your superpower because guess what? People remember you. Love guys, okay? But you guys wear a lot of blue, gray, and black, right? Especially at work, right? It's blue, gray, black, white, and maybe a little olive green as a pop of color. If you are the only woman in the room and you walk in in a pink power suit, you better believe you're getting some extra eyes and attention on you. Guys are not going to wear feathers. They're not going to wear glitter. They're not going to wear, you know, a bright, huge, sparkly suit. And when they do, because I always notice the guy in the room who's wearing the power yellow, you know, business suit or has got the fancy red shoes on, everyone's like, man, you look great today. So why would you not think they'd say the same thing to you? Use it to your advantage. If you're going to stand out, then stand out. People are always going to underestimate you. So take advantage of that. They're not expecting much. So guess what? All you're able to do at this point is prove that they were right or impress them. And to me, I think that's really a a cool place to be where it's time for you to step forward and say, here's actually what I bring to the table. Here's my numbers and here's why I deserve to be in the room. And just, you don't have to do it boastfully, but you're doing it as matter of factly. Now, I understand that there's this huge controversy, right, over masculinity and femininity right now. And everybody's talking about it, right, especially in relationships. How do we live in our feminine power so that our men take care of us and all this stuff? You know, feminine power cannot be the only tool in your tool bag. You cannot only step forward and say, me being a woman is why I'm here and why I deserve to be here. That's not enough. You have to bring something else to the table. Who are you? What have you done? Why do you truly deserve to be there? 
And if you don't, then that's something to note too, because I really don't think that you should be somewhere just because of your race, ethnicity, your sex, your, your gender, anything in that regard, you need to prove that you deserve to be there. You know, historically world powers and religious institutions have taught women to be seen and not heard. And I think this is really important in business because many, many, many women are scared. They are that second person that maybe that COO, right? Or that assistant or that whoever it may be. And they might be running the show, but they're doing it from behind the scenes. And I think a lot of times that's okay if that's the role that you love to do and that you're excited about, but it's not okay if you know that you're meant for more and you have your own idea and you're scared that it's not going to work out just because you're a girl. That's not okay. You know, what's important to me is that you understand your value and your worth and that you do deserve to be in every single room that a man is in. You know, in a lot of business situations, women are taught to not seek attention or glorification and they're teaching women to really just not lead, right? They're saying like, you need to be in positions that are more follower positions, that are more helpful positions, not leadership positions. But yet our world has had a huge shift. There is a huge boss girl culture these days where women are starting to say, I don't want to be number two. I want to be number one. I've got the ideas. I've got the vision and I can implement. Women should be taken seriously. And a lot of times they're not. People say, oh my God, they can't run a business. They're too emotional, right? I hate when people say that, oh, you can't do this. You're too emotional. When we talk about like who can run the country, right? Who can run the business? And they're like, women can't do it. They're so emotional. Come on. I know some pretty emotional men. Let's look at LeBron James. He's one of the best leaders in sports ever, but he flops around on the floor like a freaking child when a foul isn't called right? Talk about being emotional. Come on, right? There are so many women who actually can control their emotions and can multitask so many things that men could never do. To me, I've seen way more men get heated in business conversations than I've seen women. Women a lot of times can hold it together because they're used to different fluctuations of emotions. And so they're more understanding and compassionate of what's happening in the room. And they actually have sometimes a higher EQ. Not always, not everything I'm saying is 100% at all times. Men and women can be flexible in all their different regards. But think about this. A household is equivalent to a business in so many ways. Oftentimes there's budget meetings, strict guidelines on what you can and can't spend and and staying in that budgetary restriction. And there's scheduling involved with different activities and holidays and days off and someone being sick or needing to come and go. And women are, you know, when we manage employees, it's kind of like when they manage children in the home, all different abilities, ages, personalities, right? They're doing different things and they're assigned different things. And when the women is assigning chores and tasks, they're holding the children accountable for their academic performance, for their household performance, for their behavior, their social lives. Women are also in charge of onboarding the new employees, AKA the new children, right? Showing them how work should be done, how things shouldn't be done, what's acceptable and not acceptable. What are the, what's the lay of the land? What's the rules of the business of the rules of the household? Women also usually are in charge of keeping the place tidy and organized, planning the the parties and the family functions, and really a lot of times even the meals too. Truly all of it. So women, in my opinion, have been running businesses since the very beginning. 
let alone, especially if we're talking like our 1950s, you know, housewife, she has to appease the boss, aka her husband or her partner. In my opinion, literally the household is a business and women have owned homemaking for centuries. We are the original business owners and we still do it to this day on top of having another job, right? Having a job outside of the home. They call it the second shift, having to come home and do all of the household work as well as work outside of the house since many people prefer having a two-income household these days. So if you're asking me, women know how to do business. They know how to run businesses really well because really we've been doing it for the longest, in my opinion. Women have unique skills like multitasking, being super efficient and having emotional intelligence. This is really a lot of strong suits for many of the women I know in business and not every man has those skills. Some men do, okay? I am not a man hater, right? I'm an equal opportunity jokester. But research has shown that women tend to have higher levels of emotional intelligence. They're usually more susceptible to what everyone else is feeling and how things came off and what's going on. And this really helps allow them to create a supportive and inclusive work environment. It allows them to create stronger relationships with their employees and develop better decisions you know, for the business. Additionally, women tend to be more collaborative, more risk averse, and they prioritize work-life balance because they do have that second shift many times to go home to. So to me, the more you lean into your feminine energy, the more you express it, the more people will get it. Now, being empathetic and compassionate and leading with kindness, you know, those are all really important things. I do want to say this though, you know, I have to really lean into my masculine at work a lot, right? I'm dealing with men who are twice my age, who've been around in business a long time. And if I show up in a super feminine approach, they're not even going to hear and understand what I'm saying. So a lot of you are just like me and you're going to be forced to be more authoritative at work. Your role or position doesn't really allow you to live in that feminine energy. I'm going to recommend this. Do your best to blend the two. And remember, everybody, male or female, is not going to like everything that you say or do. Sometimes I'm way too aggressive for the females in the room. They're not okay with it. And they're like, whoa, that is a turnoff and you don't get me. And the males are like, yeah, heck yeah, I love that. That, that, I heard that. Everything meant so much to me. And you're not going to please everyone and that's okay. Try to blend them. And depending on your industry, if you are in, you know, a much more feminine industry, whether it's, you know, the beauty industry or something like that, it's going to be a lot easier for you to probably lean into that, to be understanding and be sympathetic and all of these different beautiful things that come with being a woman in business. And if you're in an industry that's heavily masculine, you might not really be able to present yourself in that way. And that's okay. The most important thing you can do as a female boss is be someone who hears your team out. Listen to them. When someone brings you a complaint on your team, right, they have been thinking about it for a long time. They're not just bringing it to you out of the blue. They've hemmed and hawed over this and now they've brought it to you and they're ready for a boss who's going to care about them, care about their personal lives, their interests, their worries, and their fears at work. So you need to do your best to express interest in them. And to me, that's something that is really easy when I'm in my feminine energy to be like, tell me about, you know, your wedding coming up or tell me about your birthday last week or whatever it is, because I actually do care about them. I'm excited to hear about their lives. I want to know about their kids and, you know, their trip to Disney with their wife and whatever the, the case is. 
I think this is really cool to think about too, because many, many times when I'm the only woman in the room full of men, when I talk about, you know, being someone or something that sets you apart, oftentimes I'll have men who come up to me and we'll be talking about business. We're having a conversation. And then all of a sudden they'll just be like, I really miss my kids. And I'm like, okay. And I think it's like weird that they're shifting into that conversation, but they all of a sudden see you as someone different than everyone else in the room. And they're excited to have that conversation with you because they think that you're going to understand what's going on, right? And many times they will open up to you in a way that they won't open up to the guy next to you because they, they understand and respect your feminine energy. So being able to be empathetic towards your employees, your coworkers and other, you know, business friends and consultants around you, empathetic towards their life can really, really be a pro to being a woman in business. You now have a more in-depth relationship. Hey, it's Isabel. If you're enjoying the show, make sure to like, subscribe, and share with a friend. Now, back to the episode. I also think it's important that women usually can recognize the need for work-life balance a little bit more sometimes than men because they have to balance so much. So it's really important that, you know, if you are teetering on that more masculine energy in your work, you remember that, that your team, they chose to work for a woman for a reason. You know, there's plenty of guys who will never work for a company that has a a female boss. I actually have a girlfriend, adore her, but she is um, an EA, an executive assistant. And she told me one day, I refuse to be an EA for a a woman. And I was like, what? Like, you're a girl. Like, come on, girl power. Why wouldn't you? And she's like, because you want to know what? They asked me to do personal stuff and I'm their executive assistant, not their personal assistant. She goes, men don't ask me to do that. They ask me to do only work stuff. Well, I think that's because women have to balance a lot more of their work and their life. And men, a lot of times, really only when they're at work, they get a focus on just work. But the woman is the one who gets the call that Johnny's sick at school and you got to go pick him up or that something happened and you got to go coordinate it. You know, the men sometimes don't always have to do that. Now, some things I want you to remember if you're living in that feminine energy, do not be a pushover, right? Especially when it comes to business. This is so important to remember. Do not make yourself small to make everybody else feel good, right? You deserve to be there. Be somebody whose voice is heard in a big room. You don't need to scream and shout from the rooftops, but make sure that you are someone who everyone understands deserves to be there, right? Be someone who leads with intention and understanding, and people are going to be excited to work with you and be around you. The more compassion and kindness you have, the more attractive you are as a business client, colleague, friend, as a boss. Don't forget, and don't look past this, don't be someone who takes no for an answer, right? Like you also deserve to fight for what you want. Be someone who multitasks, be someone who gets it done, who works with efficiency, be someone who loves their job and those around them. That is your power, right? And so live in it, be it, and make sure that you have that balance. You don't need to be fully one or fully the other. Have the balance because Business is something that in many industries is led with that masculine energy. So you're going to have to bring it, but make sure that you balance it because guess what? The men probably aren't doing that. So that also, once again, sets you apart. When it comes to overcoming challenges, maybe some fears that you have in business, just keep in mind, right? Some people are never going to take you seriously. If I walked into this, you know, into a business room with this outfit, some men would be like, 
I'm never doing business with her. And that's okay. Other men are going to run over to me and be like, love your outfit. That's so fun. And now we start a conversation and lo and behold, there we go. We're start doing business together. You don't need everyone. 10% of people in the room will never buy anything from you even if it's what they need, right? You could be selling, right, water to, in, in a drought and they still won't buy from you. Take a deep breath. That is okay, right? You will naturally draw in the people who are the people who want to work with you, who are excited to work with you. And I have to tell you that in many of these rooms where it's all men, they're excited to have a woman there, right? They're excited that the dynamics are changing, especially a younger woman, right? A lot of times they'll respect you because you are young in business. And a lot of them just want to mentor you. They're excited that you're there. They're excited to hear about your life and what you're doing and why you deserve to be there. And they want to learn more about you. I've had so many men in business, not in like a creepy way, but be like, you know, when we get back home, like, can we get on a call? I want to hear more about your business and I want to see how I can help you. Like they're excited to do that. To me, that is such a benefit because if I was a young guy or even an older guy who's brand new in business, let's say I'm in a room full of 60-year-old men and I'm a 60-year-old man, but I'm brand new in business. I'm, I'm a new professional entrepreneur, right? They're probably not going to be like, let's get on a call and let me see how I can help you, right? But because I'm a younger woman and I'm leading into that and they know that, they're like, how can I support you in this business? Let's get together. Let's talk. Let me see what I can do to possibly help you or connect you with someone and lean into it. Take that help, right? You don't know who they might connect you with, who you've been waiting for that phone call, waiting for that business the entire time. So it's really important that if something's offered to you, um, take it, right? That's really important. Some people hate working for men and working with men and other people hate working for women. You know, Harvard Business Review, they did a, a, a little finding and they said that women in management positions tend to have employees who report higher levels of trust and respect towards their managers. You know, there's huge differences when you own a women-centric business versus a man-centric business. And it's important that you're making sure to balance at all times, but also with your staff, right? We've talked a lot about with clients and with other business owners, but with your staff, some, you know, your staff is not going to sign up to work with you unless they already like working for women, or maybe they're testing it out and they're going to find out real quick if they do or if they don't. I know a ton of my staff tell me all the time that they really appreciate working for a woman because they're like, things are different. You're understanding, you're kind and you get it and you're willing to hear me out. I've had men in, in my company call me and be like, I've got to talk to you. I've got to tell you what's going on with X, Y, Z. And they can get emotional with me and I'm not judging them by any means. I'm excited that they were felt open and confident enough to come to me and share what was really going on in their life. I'm always reminded about, you know, who is the hardest working person in a company. And I've had people tell this to me over and over again. They say, a mom with young kids. That is the hardest working person in business, right? Because they are trying to establish routine with that child. And so they will pump out the max amount of work in the shortest amount of time because they're like, the kid's down for a nap. Let me go, go, go get this done. Versus someone who's just like, I clock in at eight or nine. I'm chilling. I take my lunch break. I'm talking to Joe Schmo in the corner. We're having a good time. And they chill all day and they produce the work at the end of the day. Women who have young children are such hard workers because they have 
a limited amount of time to get the max amount of stuff done. And so, so important that they're able to make it happen when it needs to happen. And so I love hiring young women and especially young women with children. You know, it's kind of a no brainer that women are great at multitasking. I mean, most women I know are doing multiple things at the same time and they're experts at time management and just getting shit done. Women make it happen. We know this. So for me, if you are a woman in business, don't think of it as something that's lame, as something that's a negative for you. Instead, turn that around and get excited about it. Get excited about what you bring to the table that maybe not everybody else does. How can you make yourself stand out? How can you make yourself also fit in in that room, right? It's that balance of bringing that feminine and bringing that masculine. I'm never going to tell you to be completely one or the other because that's not reality. But in business, it's important to have that balance. At home, you can live in your feminine energy all day and, and have your soft era. I'm happy with that. I'm cool with that. Whatever works for you in your relationship. But at work, sometimes that balance is really, really going to help you take that next step. You know, what's really fun to me is I have a position in my company where I'm on a stage and I'm on a stage, literally speaking to people for three days at a time, for hours at a time. And for me, it's really important that in that moment, I'm not making it about me and who I am as a young woman, right? I'm just making it about the content, but I will tell you this. I can fully feel and tell when the women in the room see and respect me for my confidence up on stage. The more confident I am on stage and who I am and what I'm bringing to the table, the more that they, I can feel it. They look back at me and they see this and they give me this energy back. That's like, you go girl. Like you can make it happen. I can make it happen. And it's this strange energy and exchange and this really cool feeling that sometimes a man on stage is not going to get that. A, A man being up on stage and being a great presenter and being a great speaker and being funny and being entertaining, women are like, okay, cool. Good for you. Like they almost expect it. But when a young woman boss gets up there and can make it happen, they feel this like, damn, if she can do it, I can do it. And they're more confident. And I can, it's like a weird thing. I can see them like with their husband next to them, they start like rubbing his back. Like they feel like in their power. And to me, that's a really, really cool and beautiful thing to be able to watch happen. It's like the more I live in who I am, the more excited I am about being on stage and being who I am and bringing it all to the table, the more that they feel it and give it back to me. And it's that exchange of energy that really, I don't know if would happen anywhere or any other way. You know, just over a hundred years ago, women were granted the right to vote. Our lives have drastically changed, you know, over the past few decades. And even more recently, women weren't accepted in the workplace and they were reduced to only administrative or paper pushing roles and being really treated not very well. So to me, it's exciting to see these changes and really exciting and invigorating to see what's happening in our work culture and how many women are stepping up. Look at us now. We're owning and operating businesses. We're being young bosses, young queens. I love it. I'm really excited. You know, a ton of my friends, they are the breadwinners for their families. And to me, that's a really, really cool thing. What a shift. You know, we would have never imagined that. Our great-great-grandparents, if you would have asked them, our great-great-grandmas, I should say, if you would have asked them, like, you know, how much money did you bring in? It was, like, little to none, right? And then now if you were to tell them, like, I'm actually the the breadwinner for my family. I'm the main financial, you know, means that comes to the table. I'm able to support my family with or without my husband, 
great, great grandma, her jaw would probably drop, right? She'd be like, what are you talking about? But it's really, really cool to see that shift. And um, I'm excited for it. And I hope that you are too. And I think one of the really cool and important things we can do is to continue to support one another, right? Women need to back other women because there's too many things in this world that are already against us that already aren't on our side. So it's so important that we take the time and effort and energy to support other people in business. There's been this huge um, uplifting of POC businesses, like even on Uber, sometimes you'll see that, right? Like, hey, this restaurant is owned by people of color. And I think that's awesome. And I've also seen that with women-owned businesses, people who are branding their businesses that way. And I think that's really fun and cool in a way that you can help support other people in business by choosing to go to those shops and choosing to go to those restaurants and stores and saying, I'm going to look out for the other women in business because if you don't look out for them, who will, right? It's up to us. We've got to keep it going. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Young Boss Podcast with your host, Isabel Garino. You know, I want to hear from you. Who is your favorite young female leader? I can't wait to support more kick-ass women in business. Remember, youth is your power.